What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. A large apology for the lack of recording. Um, so here in the studio, aka my basement, um, we've been doing a few upgrades and a lot of changes and obviously quite busy with the season that is upon us. So We've got some new gear that we're recording with. Uh, we're in the midst of changing up intros, outros, and doing a few different things with the podcast. So, um, for sure we are going to get to you guys with a Moose Camp in Review episode, but uh, it's quite busy right now. Marcello's actually looking for a field hunt for the next few days plus the weekend, so that is the reason for the solo cast tonight, which by the way, I have some deer topics that I want to touch on. First, I want to take a quick second to thank some of the guys that, and products rather, that we use plenty of, and that is Kickaboo Spices. Um, Ray and his wife do an amazing job at making all these Meals that we end up providing for our families taste absolutely amazing. Um, it's a very healthy addition to your dishes, and it's one that you should look into. Use Kika OOP for 10% off your entire order. Another sweet product that we use often is Hunter's Blend Coffee, which we do have more of. Hunter's Blend Coffee is great tasting coffee. It is made from a great group of hunters and gentlemen um, and they also give back to where they purchase their beans from so if you're looking to try some hunters blend dm us on instagram facebook and get yourself some hunters blend and help those guys out so yes hunting season is here for white-tailed deer and i've been out a couple times and i can't say i've had success but i guess it depends how you measure um, a successful hunt. So um, my first sit, I was able to get out right when I got back from Moose Camp. Um, that was the, so Friday we got back. Sunday I was able to get out in the stand and I went out for a three hour sit. Wind was absolutely perfect for a new property and walking in, uh, wind to my face. As I left, wind was at my back and it's a very simple entrance for me um, all I walk through is this small narrow path that the farmers greatly groomed for me and I get right back to my stand about 500 yards into the property uh, first 45 minutes into the sit I had uh, a doe in one of her fawns that I'd been getting uh, pictures of all summer and they came in for a few minutes um, grazing on some of the branches and some of the rubble that was on the ground. And they were directly below me for quite some time. About two hours later, um, I had seen another four deer. And I would I believe one was a spike that I also have photos of. Um, and I seen him as a little fella over the summer months as well. Um it was a great sit. I didn't harvest anything. Uh, it's, it was very early. It was the first three days of season. I think it was the third. So I generally like to wait until ideally the rut, which is 
coming up, you could say. There's a lot of he said, she said about when the rut takes place. Every year I have a journal with me and for every hunt that I go on, I take notes of what I see, what I don't see, the weather conditions, any sort of patterns so that each year I can better myself. I've picked up many books in the past. Um, one that I actually am going to go over with you guys, something different. Um, it's a field and stream book, and we're going to touch on that shortly, a topic that's kind of relevant to right now, this this middle of October time for hunting. So I had made it out for a second hunt two weeks ago, and what had triggered that was I was always set up to go for a morning hunt, um, but as I was having my morning coffee, I was notified via cell cam by the spy point link that there is a nice 10 point under my stand so going into this stand um didn't see nothing that morning i did see a little four point walk by and a nice little six point um, that i had posted a video of on instagram so that made for an interesting sit as well I made it out for a third hunt, and that is it this year. Um, on that hunt, I had walked into my stand, and as usual, this happens to me often, is why I say usual. I seen a doe at, she was about 60 yards, and I had walked up to her, and I was about 15 feet from her that she had turned around, checked me out, and ran like the wind. She didn't snort, she didn't do anything that made her seem so scared, but she definitely didn't know what I knew, know what I was. And I snuck up on her. Um, but I want, I was going to my stand. Everything was perfect for me to get in there. And I knew that, um, a few days before there was a buck walking around that I was real interested in. So yes, there's been a lot of success because I've seen lots. Um, and that's kind of how I want to always measure success doesn't always work that way simply because everyone likes to fill the freezer and definitely like to bring home some bling to throw up on the wall. So I'm going to keep going along the season with that same outlook of measuring my success and what I get to see how the hunt goes and just have a more positive look at my hunting ethics. One thing that I want to talk to you guys about is the October lull. So do I believe in an October lull? Kind of not really. I don't think it's a lull. I don't think the deer are being nocturnal in any sort of way. Um, though there are a lot of nighttime photos, but for me, there's just as many daytime photos. Um, what I think this is, is less traveling, less movement. We've all been able to pattern them for how often these nice bucks have been coming back into our little plots, our mineral sites. And yeah, that stuff all changes. So I don't think it's an October lull, but there's a really cool piece here um, that I have in front of me. It's by on the field and stream book that I read. So it's called the total deer hunter manual. And I can't remember if I posted a photo of this in the past, but there's um, they've got this section here, uh, section 54, which they title it as there's no October lull. So there's a, a, a research farm in Chesapeake um, in the States, and there's this biologist, uh, Mark Connor. He, he recently provides that deer movement doesn't really decrease, but rather increases in this time. Um, bucks move on an average of 
one and a half miles in 24 hour periods in this time. So in October, they're generally traveling two miles a day, but here in this time, they're only going down to a mile and a half. So that, that's not a drastic change. The, the big bucks are still moving. It's just, are we seeing them? So they go on to kind of talk about bucks going nocturnal and it just, it's not really a lull. So getting to the core of the issue, this is number 53 in the field and stream book. So of more concern to hunters than home range is the term core area. If you don't know precisely what a core area is, it may be because until recently, nobody else did either. So finding the core area, we understand that to mean very loosely where a buck is currently spending most of his time. In 2008, a real scientist nailed it down for us. In a study that marked the movements of 40 adult GPS collared bucks every 20 minutes from August through December, Chesapeake Farms researcher Mark Connor defined the core area as the place within a buck's home range, average about 600 acres in his study, where the deer spent at least 50% of his time. Most core areas represented about 15% of the total home range, or about 90 acres. Now that's a space that the average hunter can get his mind, as well as his feet, eyes, and trail cameras all around. It's an area that's worth your attention because it may well exist largely or entirely on your hunting property. And it's worth your patience because a buck that spends at least 50% of his time here will certainly be coming back. It's a safe bet to assume that a deer's core area boasts choice foods within its home range. But don't overlook the importance of thick cover. We hunters are primarily interested in where bucks spend most of their daylight hours, and that would be in and around their daytime beds. In other words, thick cover. So from this point on, within these pages, when you read the phrase, first find the buck's core area, this is what we mean. And then it goes, so we talked a little bit on that October lull section, and then it's finding the hidden foods. So this one I really like because this one can certainly help us out a lot and, uh, you know, kind of giving us a second eye, second opinion out there in the woods. If bucks are more active on October and you're not seeing them, then what gives? Most likely the explanation is a shift in food sources. In late summer and early fall, deer are plain to see as they feed on grains and greens in open crop fields, meadows, pastures, and clear cuts. But in October, when acorns start raining down and a soft mass favorites like apples, deer can suddenly fill up within the security of the woods where you can't see them as much. And given that option, they usually take it. So when bucks vanish from the fields and openings you've been watching, speed scout the woods to find these hidden foods. So that's one that I need to certainly consider more um, is when these bucks just aren't around as much. Is Are my food sources there? Because once my minerals are done in mid-September or at the end of September, that's it. I, no, there's nothing else that goes out into the bush for me. So checking the pressure, a lot of hunting seasons start early fall. Pressure from small game and bird hunters can cause deer to shift their patterns. There may be leaf peeping hikers and bikers as well. Let's not forget, if you've been hunting the same stand since the start of bow season, the deer you were seeing in September may be wise to you by this time. Hang a new stand, walk further back, or just get away from the roads and trails where a pressured buck won't see so much blaze orange and spandex. I personally don't wear spandex out there, so 
I really like this book. It shows a lot of different things. I like to read it kind of yearly to read it, reiterate to myself on these 60 points. Um, it's a good, we'll say 50 pages of these 60 points that are all really relevant as soon as October 1st hits. And I like to kind of keep this in my, my mind so I can constantly think about how my hunt is going to go, what it is that I need to be doing to make sure that I'm successful in bringing something home and stocking the freezer. And as always, scent game is always on point for me. It's something that I take very seriously. Um, in a lot of my responses to questions, I say I have a hunting closet and basically it is just a small kind of walk-in closet of an area in my basement that nothing else but my hunting clothes goes in there. And what I like to use in there is these uh, scent wafers by Hunter Specialties and the Hunter's Cloak Misters. So the Hunter's Cloak Misters, they come with, uh, or you purchase rather, a few different scents. Um, I use the pine, the earth, and they also can come with um, some sweet scents for other hunting styles, bear hunting, uh, some citronella for the patio life. And I usually run these uh, misters usually before I go hunting and when I get home to help my clothing soak up those scents. So I like the cedar and I like the pine a lot. And this is something I do throughout the whole hunting season. And of course, looking at our weather, looking at uh, the barometer, looking at the pressure, the, the correct winds, the wind is also super important. And these are things that I'll carry all season long. So um, I'm ho hoping that's able to help you guys a little bit so that we can see what works for you guys. So thanks everyone for tuning into the short, sweet little solo cast. Um, Marcello's doing extraordinary, smashing those geese out there, and they're having a blast. I was able to get out with those guys a couple times already, and it was fun. Um, so, of course, this is a busy time for all of us, and we hope that you guys are all successful. If there's any questions, we hope that we can help you guys out as well as you help us out. Um, shoot us any questions that you have via Instagram, Facebook, and as I said, we will get to you guys this week with a moose camp in review and another cast next week. We are going to be crushing a few of these for you guys. Um, I know it's been a little bit on the back burner, but uh, hunting season is kind of trumping that. So I'm just I'm going to get into the studio, a.k.a. the basement when I can. And we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.